listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Tuesday, February fourth. How did how did it get to be February? <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Thirty what? Thirty one days later, and it's February. Yeah, I know. Well, it was like seventy five yesterday, <laughs> well, and it's going to snow tomorrow. This so I really true. don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Welcome to Missouri. Don't like the weather. Wait a day. It's, yeah, it'll be fine. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, but we're not going to talk about Missouri today. We're going to no. head to Pittsburgh today. Yay. I love Pittsburgh. You do? I do. <laughs> yes. I have family in Pittsburgh. I don't know if I've ever actually visited Pittsburgh. I think I've <gasps> We driven, need a road uh, trip. I, this is true. This if you like true. bridges and rivers, it's the place for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out more about Pittsburgh in just a little bit. Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries. Looking forward to chatting about that today. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone this morning, the Reverend Dr. Douglas Spatel, President of the Board of Directors of Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries. Good morning, Dr. Spatel. Good morning. Welcome from the city of champions, Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates. Well, Pirates a long time ago. (laughs) This is the state of champions right now. (laughs) We we have two trophies in Missouri, so. We do. You're you're just guarding Lord Stanley for us when we take it back. Uh, Them's fighting words, man. Wow. (laughs) It's great to talk with you this morning. How are you guys doing? Oh, fantastic. Great. Yeah. I'm you excited. absolutely need to come out here and do a remote broadcast. That sometime. would be fun. That is actually true. We should. We the need, next time we, we roll through Pittsburgh, we need to do that. You know what we need is we need a, a team of, of organizations and, and uh, businesses that would like to like sponsor some yes! coffee hour on coffee the road. Coffee hour road trip. That's right. Bring the coffee uh, with we'll us. Have to t- we'll have to talk to our treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that plan. Uh, so, uh, Pastor Spatel, you are also pastor of uh, First Trinity in uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. To give us a little bit of background about uh, First Trinity, the, the congregation, um, and the, the neighborhood where First Trinity sits. All right. Well, neighborhood's a good word to start with because to understand Pittsburgh, you've got to understand that Pittsburgh is a city of neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of that's because of the topography, because of the hills and the valleys, the rivers. Uh, We have the most bridges of any city in the world. Uh, So to go anywhere, you're usually crossing a bridge or going through a tunnel. Um, The city of Pittsburgh itself has about 380,000 people in it. Uh, and it's made up of 90 neighborhoods. And so when I everything I'll be talking about today, we'll be talking about the neighborhoods of the city of Pittsburgh. So when I mention Hazelwood or Oakland or Shadyside, those are not separate municipalities. Those are just neighborhoods within the city limits. But the metro area, which is basically all of Allegheny County, um, Allegheny County is made up of 139 u- municipalities. Yeah, every one of them has its own mayor and its own police force, and it's kind of a mess, but it's how <laughs> we operate out here. And, that, and the metro area is about 2 million people. So uh, uh, our, our work is primarily here in the, in the city, um, and uh, First Trinity uh, was originally named the First German Evangelical Lutheran Congregation of Pittsburgh, We were founded when there were 25 stars on the flag of the United States, and Andrew Jackson was the president in 1837. Uh, Pittsburgh at that time was still considered to be a frontier city, Um, and uh, Father John Heyer was sent here uh, by the Pennsylvania Ministerium out in eastern Pennsylvania 
uh, to establish a German Lutheran congregation and an English Lutheran mission. Uh, and so he did so, and he established two congregations within a week of each other uh, in 1837. We were the German-speaking one. Uh, first English Evangelical Lutheran congregation, which is still downtown, um, uh, was the other one. Uh, because they spoke English, they ended up going the route of the General Synod, and eventually they are now ELCA. Um, because we spoke German, we went the route of the Ohio Synod and then the Missouri Synod in 1856, and we've been a Missouri Synod congregation ever since. Um, first Trinity uh, got its name because the first German congregation uh, met in four different churches, all which were named in honor of the Holy Trinity. So they met in Trinity Church. And when we stopped speaking German in 1930, uh, they dropped the word German out of our name and conflated our name with the name of the church building, and we became First Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church. Um, our first three buildings were downtown, so if you ever see a, uh, a Steelers game or a Pirates game and they do one of those beauty shots from the blimp, uh, and you're looking at the Golden Triangle where the Monongahela River and the Allegheny River come together to form the Ohio River, that's downtown Pittsburgh. That's where the skyscrapers are, and that's where all the big businesses are. Um, our first three churches were down there until 1925. Uh, at that point, people weren't really living downtown anymore because of all the office buildings, um, and the congregation was offered an enormous sum of money at the time, $450,000 for their church property uh, by a developer who wanted to build this newfangled thing called a parking garage. <laughs> and uh, so they took that money and they bought property out here in Shadyside, um, which is a neighborhood right over one of the big hills on the other side of downtown. Uh, it, there was a mansion here. They tore that down. They built a beautiful Gothic church building and a rectory with it. Um, and still had some money to put in the bank. Uh, so we have been here now since 1927. Uh, the uh, wonderful thing about being here in Shadyside is if you cross the street, you're in Oakland. And Oakland and Shadyside are the home of the University of Pittsburgh, Carnegie Mellon University, Chatham University, uh, Carlo University, and we're, we're a short bus ride away from Duquesne University downtown uh, and several other uh, colleges and universities. Uh, so it's a very, uh, a very uh, busy neighborhood here. Uh, we have people from all over the world. Uh, if you just take a look out our front window and you see the, the uh, pedestrian traffic uh, here in Oakland and Shadyside, you will see students, graduates, and undergraduates from all over the world speaking any number of languages. Uh, so that's where our congregation uh, has ended up uh, here in the 21st century. And it's a it's a wonderful place. Shadyside is is just a beautiful beautiful place, uh, and surrounded by all of those uh, universities. I always forget how many. Uh, colleges and universities are right in that area. Uh, how does uh, the First Trinity Congregation? How do how does the congregation serve that uh, that community full of, full of all of those people? We look for any opportunity we have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people, um, and that's really the underlying uh, thing about everything that we do. 
so <clears throat> First Trinity simply over the years has looked around itself and said, who's here? Uh, who do we reach? Uh, obviously, the universities uh, are a gimme. You look and say, well, <laughs> look at these big universities. And uh, so we ha- do have an associate pastor, uh, Pastor Eric Andre, who's probably been on your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he and uh, he, he is our he is dedicated to campus ministry and outreach, uh, and he spends a lot of time on those uh, campuses as well as the students coming here because we're so centrally located to all the campuses. So Lutheran Student Fellowship and uh, LCMSU uh, gathers here for their Bible studies and, of course, for the divine services and the minor offices, um, and they, they reach we reach the universities in that way. But there's other people around us. We, we looked around and we saw... Um, 20 some years ago that uh, right down the street from us, just a couple blocks away is a high rise that was built and dedicated to uh, uh, blind and visually impaired people. Uh, And we did have at the time an elder who was himself born blind. And he said, you know, there's there's only two religious reading rooms uh, for the blind that have braille religious materials in the city of Pittsburgh, and one of those is run by the Latter-day Saints, Mm -hmm. and the other one was run by the Christian scientists. And he Mm -hmm. said, there's no Christian reading room here. And I said, well, let's see about starting one up. And uh, I called St. Louis when the Library for the Blind was there, and uh, I said, I'd like some materials. And they said, what would you like? And I said, one of everything. (laughs) And uh, they said, let me put you on with our executive director. So we spoke with uh, Pastor David Andrus, and uh, we started the very first uh, Lutheran Center for the Blind uh, here at First Trinity. There are now 50 of them around the country, uh, around our synod. Uh, but the first one was here, and we serve a, a monthly meal for the blind and visually impaired community. We have a Bible study connected to that. Uh, we pray Vespers together with them. Uh, and over the years, a number of them have uh, come to this congregation, uh, been catechized, been baptized, been confirmed, and are now members of our congregation. Uh, so we reach out to the blind. Uh, we have a deaf ministry here that reaches out to the deaf community of Allegheny County. Uh, and we have uh, upwards to about 20 or two dozen uh, hearing impaired and deaf people uh, that come here uh, for our interpreted services and for an ASL Bible study. Um, we we see people on living on the street. And so we started a uh, homeless ministry where we take lunches to our neighbors on the street and we also open up our building for a, a quarterly uh, mercy distribution of clothing and, and personal care items. Um, but everything we do, every uh, every outreach we have is geared toward bringing people to Christ, bringing them into the church uh, to become part of the worshiping community here at First Trinity to receive God's good gifts in Christ in his word and sacraments. So when you come to First Trinity on a Sunday morning to the 11 a.m. divine service, you will see students and blind folks and deaf folks and some people who have come to us through the homeless ministry and our our core congregation. They're all there together uh, hearing God's word together. In a city of so many bridges... <laughs> Can you hear all the bridges that yeah. that that this congregation, this ministry is doing to to reach past those barriers, to reach mm-hmm. over those barriers? 
blind ministry. What a bridge there. Deaf mm-hmm. ministry as well. Um, and, and, and other language barriers as well or, or communication barriers um, relational barriers as well. We need to take a quick break. I want to learn more about those bridges and and reaching uh, the community with the good news of Jesus. We're talking about um, we're, we're talking about Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries and uh, First Trinity Lutheran Church in Pittsburgh. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We'll be right back. kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking about Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries and First Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church. I, was, I had to leave out the German, right? It's, it's no longer the German. It's no longer the German. <laughs> talking with okay. Pastor Douglas Spital, President of the Board of Directors of Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries. Let's. Uh, we, we've talked about the blessings of First Trinity and all the bridges that uh, mm-hmm. there to to reach the community. Let's talk more about Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries, Pastor. Where did the idea for Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries begin? Okay, so we don't have to keep saying Pittsburgh Area Lutheran <laughs> Ministries. We'll use our acronym, and that's PALM, P-A-L-M. Um, and actually, PALM is quite old. PALM was uh, originally formed in 1902 oh, wow. uh, as the Martin Luther Extension, uh, Church Extension Society of Pittsburgh, uh, and its purpose was to provide uh, low-interest loans to congregations or to mission churches uh, to be able to build churches or to be able to repair a, a boiler or that sort of thing. Uh, that became the Lutheran Church Extension Society of Pittsburgh uh, in the 1930s. Um, and then by the 1990s, uh, the the emphasis kind of shifted because you have uh, you know, Lutheran Church Extension Fund and the banks and whatnot. We weren't really needed as a a lending institution anymore, but there was a need for a regional uh, mission coordinating organization. So the Lutheran Church Extension Society was reconstituted uh, as Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries, or Palm, in 1997. Uh, and Palm is now a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Uh, we do cooperative work with all of our congregations here in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is a little unique in that we have representative congregations from three different LCMS districts. Uh, Of course, geographically, we are in the eastern district of the LCMS, but we also have congregations like ourselves from the English district, and we also have Slovak congregations from the SELC district. 
so there are six circuits represented here in Pittsburgh, four Eastern, one English, one SCLC, and all of them have representation on the board of directors, and all of them send delegates to our annual meeting. Um, so Palm looks over uh, celebratory services like the annual Reformation service that we hold here in Pittsburgh, um, but most importantly, coordinates missionary efforts and provides some funding through grants, and we have an endowment uh, that can help do that. But our biggest effort right now is establishing a new mission church in the city of Pittsburgh uh, in the neighborhood of Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about about that neighborhood of Hazelwood and, and what the needs are in in that specific neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Uh, Hazelwood is is very much a Pittsburgh story. Uh, it's it's only about a ten minute drive from where I'm sitting now in uh, at First Trinity, and you would think, well, that's not that far away. Why why do you need a mission church there? But this is Pittsburgh. It's a city of neighborhoods, uh, and you have to go over a mountain uh, and down by the river to get there. Uh, to come between here and there on the bus requires a trip downtown and a transfer. Um, so, and, and walking is pretty well out of the question. Uh, and even you on your bike might not like the hill you have to come up, uh, to get, uh, from, uh, Holy Cross in Hazelwood to First Trinity in, in, uh, Shadyside. Um, Hazelwood used to be the home of, uh, Jones and Laughlin steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an enormous steel plant there that, that, uh, at one time employed between three and 5,000 steel workers. Uh, it, it also had the largest coke works in the world. Um, but all of that shut down starting in 1980, and finally by 1997, it was all gone. And it was just a, a rusting hulk of a steel plant sitting there on what's called a brownfield. Uh, brownfields are... are places that you really can't develop because they have toxic uh, materials in them. Um, But in the early 2000s, a a new organization uh, made up of three uh, major uh, endowments, the Heinz Endowments, the Benedum Foundation, and the Richard King Mellon Foundation. They created a partnership called Almono, uh, and they went about with the cooperation of the city government um, of cleaning up the old J&L steel plant. And when they did that, they turned it from a brownfield into what's now called Hazelwood Green. Um, Over 20 years, there's about a billion dollars, that's billion with a B, uh, being invested in that with all new infrastructure. Uh, They've torn down most of the old mill, but they did keep uh, two buildings. And within those buildings, they have built a robotics factory that is run by Carnegie Mellon University, and they are looking to build more incubator space along with uh, retail and offices and housing. But what happened to Hazelwood when J&L Steel closed is Hazelwood lost everything. Uh, they lost the, their economic engine, and when that happened, they also lost their schools, they lost their grocery stores, they lost all their businesses, uh, and they lost a lot of their people. So they went from a neighborhood of about 12,000 down to a neighborhood now of about 4,500. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's not counting the, the neighborhoods that adjoin them. That's a lot more people. But, uh, but from our standpoint, the, the worst thing that they lost was they also lost 
their churches. Mm. Uh, a lot of churches simply dried up. They closed up. The churches that were left uh, had gone the, the way of a lot of the liberal mainline denominations and really didn't have a lot to say to the people. And so they didn't have any people anymore. Um, and, and they're closing left and right. Uh, we looked at Hazelwood and we saw the development that's going on there. And we said, you know what, this is a neighborhood where the church needs to be. The church needs to be in the cities uh, because that's where the people are. And so uh, three years ago, we started doing some work. And by work, I mean uh, having a community day and just pounding the pavement and meeting people and asking them, how can I pray for you? And you know what? I didn't have to do a whole lot of asking. Uh, People would see me walking down 2nd Avenue wearing my uniform, and they would just walk up to me. And they would ask me questions, and they would ask me if I would pray for them. I would go into uh, little restaurants or coffee shops, and the merchants would say, will you pray for my business right there, you know, with the customers and everything. Um, these people are hungry for the gospel. And, and so we, uh, we reach out to them, and we bring them the hope of Jesus Christ. And uh, God has blessed us greatly just uh, in the last few months Um, We were able to purchase one of those closing church buildings, uh, and we turned the old St. Paul's Lutheran Church, which was an ELCA congregation, it is now Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Chapel, a mission of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and of Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries. Uh, And we now have regular Sunday services there. We're blessed with a wonderful vicar, Timothy Kern, uh, who's working with them alongside myself, uh, and we're averaging in the... in the 20s, about two dozen people on a Sunday, but sometimes that bumps up when we have special events or, or special holidays. We've had as many as 40 or, or almost 70 people in the pews. Um, so God is richly blessing the work that's being done there because people, they need the hope of Jesus Christ. Uh, all the other things, all the economic stuff, all the schools and everything, that's all gone, but we can bring them the eternal. We can bring them the word of God and the hope and the forgiveness that he and only he can bring. Absolutely. Thanks be to God for the for all of the the work that that you've been able to do and all of the blessings that that God has provided you. We have just about uh, three minutes left. Um, how how is this mission congregation uh, Holy Cross? How is it going to serve the neighborhood uh, moving forward? What is what is the future for this congregation? Well, I guess the future will tell, but <laughs> right now, what I can tell you is uh, w- one of the things we inherited from the old St. Paul's congregation, which was a very tiny congregation of about eight people, um, mm-hmm. was they had a, uh, a, a food and clothing pantry uh, that serves the entire neighborhood. And we give out $25,000 worth of food and clothing every year. Uh, and it's considered a key and, and vital to the neighborhood. Uh, so we've been able to continue that mercy outreach. But what we've done now is we have married that mercy outreach to a word and sacrament outreach. Uh, and we've brought the people who come downstairs for the clothing upstairs for the word of God, uh, because now we're holding regular services, which they weren't able to do that before. That is, uh, that's outstanding. I know. Uh, We have just about a minute and a half left. Uh, Plans for moving forward? 
moving forward, uh, at, now that we have a building and, and the vicar can actually say, there's our church, because people would say, <laughs> where's your church? And now he has a place to point to. Um, a, lo- a lot more of what we've done before, um, wearing out shoe leather, uh, getting out into the neighborhood, meeting people, talking to people, praying with people, um, and inviting them into the church. And, and it's, it's, it sounds simple, but you know what? It is that simple. You just have to be willing to do it. Rain or shine, snow or whatever it's doing here in Pittsburgh on that particular day, um, you got to get out there and, and talk to people. And you'd be surprised how willing people are to talk about their spiritual life and how happy they are to hear about Jesus Christ and a God who forgives them. Mm-hmm. You say it's it's simple. It sounds simple, <laughs> but to to get out and actually talk to someone you don't know um, is sometimes for for some people it's it's a little uncomfortable. So it, it does take effort, and it, it it takes being intentional about it as mm-hmm. well. Thanks be to God uh, for you and for the vicar and those who are are willing to to get out and make those connections and and to. Uh, to seize the moment for those those relationships and and uh, get to know them and, and invite them in to hear the good news of Jesus. Well, Pastor, thank you so much for sharing with us the, the website where we can find out more about uh, Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries. That's P-A-L-M-P-A, so palmpa.org. The Reverend Dr. Douglas Patel, President of the Board of Directors for Pittsburgh Area Lutheran Ministries. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Always a pleasure. Thank God. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.